If you've walked into any store in the last couple of weeks, you've likely noticed a transformation. Retailers seem to go quickly through a myriad of seasons, especially in the United States, all in preparation for the holidays. It's like a race from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas. And seemingly, the sooner the decorations go up for Christmas and retailers roll out the sales, there is some sort of satisfaction that maybe we've won some type of race or something. But how early is too early? Stay tuned and we'll talk more. He's found the space and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post almost made him in and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post, and you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! What I hate about this time of year is the overwhelming sense of commercialization that accompanies what is supposed to be a time of thanksgiving, celebration, and joy. Instead, it's filled with Black Friday madness. People camping out on Thanksgiving Day for the doorbuster deals, the mad rush, people fighting over places in line and the last item on the shelves, Some wear it almost like a badge of honor. People pride themselves on how far they've come, how early they woke up, or how late they stayed out, or how long they waited just to buy that TV or whatever was put up to entice consumers. Now, before going any further, I can't point any fingers without pointing at myself. I participated in a Black Friday maybe some 10 years ago or so. I remember going in at midnight to a store with my sister-in-law. We were teaming up to take on the holiday scramble. The line to get in wrapped around the store quite a distance. Getting in wasn't the problem, though. Standing in line to pay was. And three hours later, walking out with just a few Christmas gifts, I couldn't help but imagine that I had just been swindled somehow. I had had these visions of visiting a number of stores and quickly snatching up all the deals. Well, it wasn't to be. Maybe now Amazon and online retailers have somewhat quelled the phenomenon of Black Friday shopping. Recently, it was when, within the first few weeks of November that I began to hear different stores offer their quote-unquote Black Friday deals early. But we have also seen more and more infringement on days that are special, like Thanksgiving and like Christmas. These days, this season has become what author C.S. Lewis once wrote about in his allegorical essay, Xmas and Christmas. They've really become an exhausting endeavor for everyone involved. Enter Celtic Advent. What is Celtic Advent? Well, Celtic Advent is an intentional 40 days before Christmas. It begins November 15th of every year, and it's a time of preparation. I first encountered Celtic Advent back about 15 years ago, and it's been a blessing to me ever since. But also, it's made me a bit of an oddity when I tell people I observe Celtic Advent. They don't know what that is. So, maybe you've at least heard of Advent. Advent in the West is really only celebrated the four Sundays before Christmas Day. I find that this can make the season of Advent really varied in length and time, and it's really part of why I prefer to observe Celtic Advent. Let me just take a minute to describe some of the history of Advent and its meaning. So, round about the 4th century, in what we call today France, the Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany feast days in the church really were starting to uh, gain momentum. And what was going on was there would be a preparation for baptism during some of these different days, 
and the liturgical celebration of the baptism of Jesus. Uh, meanwhile, in Rome, the nativity, uh, the nativity of Jesus, his coming, marked the beginning of the liturgical year, whereas the same was true for the Eastern Church with the season or the date for Epiphany. So we have these three things, right? We have Advent, we have Christmas, and we have Epiphany. Advent in the Latin means arrival. It comes from the Latin word Adventus. Uh, Christmas, or the Mass of Christ, means his arrival. We celebrate that on December 25th. And then Epiphany is, as the Eastern Church celebrates it and understands, it comes from Epiphania in the Greek, which means the appearing. Uh, and that's usually observed on January 6th. So in the Roman Empire, what would happen is, uh, for, from emperors beginning with Augustus back in 68 BC, uh, there would be a ceremonial entry of a ruler into a province or a city, and his advent or his arrival would be celebrated by the people there. They would get ready for it. They would prepare. Uh, the picture that we get from Scripture, though, goes back even further. You see, John the Baptist is really an echo of the words of the Hebrew prophet Isaiah and what Isaiah writes in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5, are telling sort of this uh, culture and sense of arrival of a king or one who was royal. Let me read from Isaiah 40. A voice of one calling, In the desert prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. What Isaiah is talking about there in that passage of Scripture is, uh, before a king or an emissary would arrive in a city or a town, he would send messengers ahead of him. That, and they would announce or pronounce, hey, the king is coming, or this foreign dignitary is coming make ready. The people in the surrounding villages or towns, the people that near, lived near the roadways, it was their responsibility to make that roadway clear and possible for that person to walk through or, or arrive, so to speak, uh, in all manner of ease. And so they would go out and they would take the potholes and they'd fill them in and they'd remove the boulders and the other obstacles, the trees maybe that had fallen across the roadway or, or the other things there, and they would just make the path straight, as it says there in the text of Isaiah. Well, we see a little bit more with Constantine the Great. After his victory at the Milvian Bridge in 312 AD, uh, we have recording that he was hailed as Adventus Divi, the coming of the deified one. And so... Latin-speaking Christians started to borrow this language and these concepts, giving it a, a new meaning that was more appropriate to the coming of Christ, the coming of their Savior, their Lord. And so they used the word Advent or Adventus to talk about the arrival of Jesus. Historically as well, Advent was a preparatory feast and fast used by the monks and parishioners. Uh, originally, we, we see that the Council of Saragossa uh, a city in northeastern Spain, in 381 AD, they started to order this fast to be taken prior to Epiphany. And that way, people could start preparing themselves for uh, the date, the time of Epiphany. Uh, the tradition kind of spread on to France and Rome, 
And they started to use the fast as a preparation for the Feast of the Nativity, which celebrated Jesus' coming. Then we see around 600 AD, Gregory I changes the season, and he kind of relegates it down to the four Sundays prior to Christmas. It was a practice that really the Celtic Church was slowed and resistant to adopt and embrace. So Celtic monastic tradition included this observance and practice uh, of having a strict regime of prayer and fasting 40 days prior to Christmas. This was also a practice they used uh, before Easter, which is known as Lent, and also before Pentecost. The Advent fast was known as the fast of Elijah, and it really remembered the prophet's 40 days and 40 nights journey through the wilderness to Mount Horeb. Now, of course, there are other famous 40s that we see in the Bible. Uh, For example, Moses and Israel, they're 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus and Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, they have 40 days in the wilderness, and and others as well. Too too many to go into, actually. But one of the the brushstrokes we see through this time is that the church has a deep solemnity in this season, in this time. Uh, Some of this put on by the fasting and the prayer, but as Christians, what, what they were doing is remembering this time when people walked in darkness, as the scripture tells us. And, and it's really a time even now for us as Christians today to realize how the darkness is even in our world, even in our culture. Well, today, Advent is viewed as the liturgical beginning of the church calendar. It's almost like the church is getting ready for the entire year which is to come. And it's best observed as a time set apart for the spiritual preparation in hope that everyone would experience the incarnation of Christ, both personally and as a body. It also has this theme of waiting for his second coming, his second advent as well. Well, if you're not too keen into history, some of you might be saying, Rev, what does this have to do with football at all? Well, I equate Celtic advent to what footballers know as preseason. Having been around Major League Soccer in the U.S. for nearly 20 years now, I've watched as players and coaches and staff report in late January and begin to ready and prepare themselves for the long season ahead, which usually begins early in March. Footballers and other professional and collegiate athletes know that there's a need to have a time of preparation, a time of strengthening and conditioning, all these things before setting out to take on the demands and rigors of the season of their particular sport. This time is marked by strict regimens and training, similar to the disciplines of prayer and fasting that accompany a season like Advent or even Lent. Even for the armchair athlete or the person beginning to exercise, uh, we're encouraged to consult a physician before beginning to make sure we're ready physically for the undertaking. The time of preparation, this makes the season more productive. The training and work done with countless drills and the physical and mental preparation helps build unity and cohesiveness amongst the teams Amongst the athletes, it gets them ready. In the same way, Celtic Advent helps us prepare for Christmas. If we're intentional and disciplined with it, it helps to grow our appreciation and understanding of the richness of the season. There's a slowing. There's a solemnity. There's, uh, there's an appreciation of the story and the events around Jesus' first coming. And it's not easy. Just ask my kids, as they painstakingly sometimes wait for the shepherds and the magi to finally arrive at the manger on the night of Christmas Eve. But all of this helps us to realize and recognize the season of waiting that we're currently in. 
And that is, as Christian people, we're waiting for Jesus to come to earth again, his second advent. Friends, let me encourage you as we approach the day and season of Christmas, observe Celtic Advent. Start November 15 and begin the process of slowing down and anticipating. You won't regret that you did. Well, I don't want to leave you empty-handed. I want to mention a couple of resources quickly that might help you observe a longer season of Advent. The first one, and perhaps my favorite, is a reading compilation entitled Watch for the Light, Readings for Advent and Christmas. I'll put a link to it in the liner notes. This one starts on November 24th, so right around the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving, and goes until January 7th. I love this because it has so many different authors and voices who have spoken into and served the church over the years. Voices like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, C.S. Lewis, Dorothy Day, Brennan Manning, and many, many more. The second one that I really like is a book entitled God With Us, Rediscovering the Meaning of Christmas. This too is a compilation edited by Greg Penoyer and Gregory Wolf, but this has several different art pieces that serve as points of reflection and illumination. God With Us follows a more traditional Western Advent calendar with the weeks preceding Christmas, but if you enjoy art and biblical reflections from a great ensemble of writers, this might be something to check out too. Finally, this year, I'm going to be utilizing a new book that I discovered this past year called Celtic Advent, 40 Days of Devotions to Christmas. The author is David Cole. It's produced by the Bible Reading Fellowship. This book was published back in 2018, and it starts with the start of Celtic Advent, so I'm curious to go on the journey with this book. Even at the expense of reading the other two that I mentioned, I don't know, I might flip back and forth. If you like, I'll have the links to all of these in the liner notes, as I mentioned, and if you will, you might consider using Amazon Smile and selecting Soccer Chaplains United as a charity of your choice if you purchase. But however you decide, I want to encourage you to observe Celtic Advent and let the wonder and mystery of the person of Jesus and his first arrival help you as you and I await his second coming. Let me close with a prayer for Advent. Dear Lord, I hear the voice calling out, prepare the way. Today, help me to get ready. Help me prepare, not for holiday shopping and hosting, but for the richer and deeper meaning of this season. Help me prepare my head and my heart to receive you as King. Help me to prepare every pothole to be filled, every boulder and obstacle to be removed. That way, when you come, you can come unhindered into my life. Remove the fear, the doubt, the questions. Fill the emptiness, the void that I often feel around this time. As we observe your first coming into this world, make us ready for your second coming, whenever that may be. Amen. This is Rev praying a rich and blessed Celtic Advent for you from the Touchline.